0: If you've just tuned in, you're just in time to get uh, a health update, yeah? And we're back immediately into it. We're talking about uh, neurobehavioral impairments in chronic insomnia and the cause of such. Good morning, Dr. and Lovu. Welcome to The Bridge. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, good morning. So happy to be joining you. Uh, thank you, thank you. Let's get straight into it. Um, chronic insomnia, what are the symptoms and um, to, to, to what extent to the, do the symptoms go before one is diagnosed officially with chronic insomnia?
1: Okay, so basically chronic insomnia is a lack of sleep. It's poor sleep. Mm-hmm. Whether you have difficulties falling asleep, whether you have difficulties remaining asleep, whether you wake up frequently during sleep, that is basically insomnia. So you mm-hmm. have difficulty sleeping. But if this lasts for longer than a month, that is when you say, "Aha, uh-huh, this patient is, has got chronic insomnia." Mm-hmm. The difference between
0: a, a, a unique sleeping pattern and insomnia—are there any
1: differences? So basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. up to eight hours a day you sleep, mm-hmm. and if you think that, that and that is a, a significant part of your wakeful sleep pattern. Yeah. Now, normal sleep, it basically varies. A baby will need up to 16 to 18 hours of sleep for basically great development. Mm-hmm. And adults will need about 68, 7 to 9 hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, your need for sleep will change. Mm-hmm. So the elderly, they sleep much less than a healthy adult.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Let's talk about how many hours um, does one person actually need to sleep. I usually say the hours that you need to sleep is for it. It will be the hours that will be, will make you to be able to have to be optimally functional. Yeah, to be optimally functional during during your your wakefulness daytime. Yeah, because people can. I have friends who sleep six hours a night, but during the day optimally functional, and that will be enough for them. So they differ from person to person. They
0: they need nine hours for them to be optimally functional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's safe to say that they differ from person to person, yeah? Yes, 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 definitely. definitely. And I appreciate that because it makes me feel somewhat normal because I can literally be optimally functional in my state of wakeness, right, uh, throughout the day. Yeah. but just with like three hours of sleep at night or two and a half hours of sleep at night and still be fully functional throughout the day and not even fatigued when the day sets down, but be naturally tired and ready for mm-hmm. a full night's rest. What neurobehavioral impairments can chronic
1: insomnia cause? So this lack of sleep can be extra well-being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone who is sleep-deprived, they will present with anxiety. They will have, they'll be irritable, inability to focus, and now, if you think that you you haven't slept during during the uh, during nighttime, and now you're having this extreme fatigue during the day, that mm-hmm. will eventually lead to substance abuse because now you have to take something to stay awake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In children, you have poor school performance because now the child will have attention difficulties, inability to focus. Mm-hmm. But also, apart from your Emotional well-being, you physical. The physical will also be affected. You'll have physical changes. Mm. People who are sleep-deprived tend to be overweight, mm. and obesity then is associated with strokes. We know that the heart mm. is not also with well, cardiovascular disease, and the life expectancy is also affected with chronic insomnia.
0: Doctor, so uh, so I'm listening to you right now, right? Let's say one of our listeners is listening to you right now, and they have uh, you know the similar signs and symptoms, and
1: they're probably struggling from what you had mentioned. What is the mm-hmm. next step then? The next step would be to consult your general practitioner. Because mm. your general practitioner will take a detailed history. Because sleep is complex. Mm. 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 Sleep can be, a, a lack of sleep can be due to physical, it can actually be a medical condition. Mm. 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 It can be a medical condition. It can be your, your general sleep hygiene. If you have three cups of coffee before you go to bed, you're going to have insomnia. Mm. Is it,
0: is it possible to, uh, as, as an extreme um, worst-case scenario uh, where uh, sleep deprivation is, is, is at its worst-case scenario in a human being, mm. um, is it possible that this
1: can result in death? Oh, definitely. Mm. Because if you look at the brain structure of someone who's sleep-deprived,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the brain is smaller than someone who's not sleep-deprived. Exactly. So exactly. the brain shrinks. And brain shrinking actually is part of normal aging. But in someone who's sleep-deprived, that brain shrinkage is accelerated is this Hmm.
0: reversible is this reversible i'll tell you why i ask i've been through so many medical mishaps in my life where when Hmm. i was doing um cat scans right ct scans uh, my brain at some point presented with a shrinkage and um a few blood vessels were seen to be popping And bursting Mm -hmm. rather than popping. Um, And I've not been to a CT scan in a while. Then I was not fully functional. Now I'm completely fully functional without meds, having been diagnosed with hypothyroidism as well as Mm -hmm. temporal lobe epilepsy, presenting to Mm -hmm. be quite stable right now. Now, when you're saying that the brain shrinks, back then this was not explained to myself and my family as um, a symptom of sleep deprivation and such. But what is the worst-case scenario with that moment? Is Do you think that over the years it, my brain could have gone back to normal size or is it still stuck at shrinkage but now just more fully functional? If anyone else out there who might be listening has presented with some form of brain shrinkage at all.
1: Now, now basically, we're talking out about function, and then we're talking about structure. Now, the brain is extremely smart. Our mm-hmm. neurons very, very smart. There's so, a, a term called neuroplasticity, yes. where the brain cells that are functional, the brain cells that are healthy, they can take over the function of the affected cells. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So and you, that is what we call
0: neuroplasticity neuroplasticity so we're not saying it's, comp- it's it's actually reversible but we're saying that the brain like the liver is is very clever exactly. to, to take care of itself exactly wow wow hmm. wow that's absolutely incredible uh, let's talk lastly uh, quickly how um the importance why sleep is quite important for the brain
1: when you sleep the brain remains really active mm-hmm. And sleep, basically, it, it gives you the opportunity to consolidate information. Uh-huh. Because of a, a lack of sleep affects those areas in the brain that is responsible for memory. Uh-huh. Now, when you sleep, the brain, it's almost like a housekeeping effect. It removes toxins from the brain uh-huh. during sleep. And that is why sleep is so important for the brain.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. When one is not sleeping, does the brain actually physically take strain?
1: Definitely. When you do not sleep, mm-hmm. the brain is unable to. Then, for example, there, there are certain processes that take place. Even yeah. if you look at the sleep architecture, we have four different stages of sleep. So, when yeah. you sleep, you just don't. It's not that the brain just switches off. no, 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 no. no. There are certain processes that take place. The Mm. brain must go to certain stages. There are four stages of of, of sleep Mm. that the brain must transition through. If you do not sleep, the brain takes strain. And it's not only the brain that takes strain, but also the other organs, the heart,
0: the lung all the other organs. here yes. There we go, resulting mm. in possible death. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. Just one last question, because uh, we deal with so much stress in life, and mental illness is something that is never really properly broken down because you can't see it, you can't yes. really touch it. It is embedded in the brain as a as a, as, a, as you know some level of dysfunctionality of the human existence in the human experience. Can we say that there is a link between between, uh, sleep deprivation and mental illness, given everything you've shared with us that the brain goes through when it is sleep deprived.
1: There's a clear link and research has shown it over and over again, that there's a link between sleep deprivation and mental disorders, especially oh depression. Clear, clear link. My
0: goodness, thank you so much. I think the rest we will research on Google and we will ask uh, other informed people around us. Uh, Dr. Lizan and Glovu, thank you very much for this insightful and highly informative and educational conversation around the brain. Have a great day further. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take, Take care. care.